Welcome to the Creative Space Podcast, shining lights in creative industry. I'm your host, Caleb Dundee, actor, comedian, director, writer, and musician. It's a podcast by creators, about creators, for creatives. Now, this week we have someone that I've known since school, and and we met, um, unsurprisingly, performing. Um, we're both performing in the same project together, and yeah he's a really cool guy really cool guy um and yeah i it's, it's he's someone that i really hope i can perform with more in the future so that's that's a little bit about him <clears throat> you can hear a lot more about him soon so without further ado let's get into it Simon and this is my creative space. Hey guys, so here we are back with the final episode of this season and you'll now know that we've got Simon on, so let's start where we always do. What aspects of the self-made creative industry are you in? Um I am, you know, first and foremost, uh, an actor. Awesome, awesome, and and um, obviously the they'll they'll know from the from the intro that I given that we we met um, during school, and and so let's so let's take it back to, to school or even before then. What was a young you like? What where did you grow up, and how has that maybe influenced you becoming an actor? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we went to the same um, <clears throat> the same secondary school together, and we we both went to Langley. Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of for me before, bef- like my journey, I suppose, uh, started way before then. You know, um, I was a really, really quiet kid in school. Um, very, like, very, very shy. Um, and one day, I remember, I think I heard. Um, a classmate of mine talking about like this film he'd done um, at some some club. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool. I was like, oh wow. Like, I'm, I'm what? I don't know, six, seven or something like that. I'm hearing about somebody doing a, a film. I'm thinking it's amazing. Um, so, and it was this, you know, it was this uh, little sort of theatre group um, in, where was it at the start? At the time? I can't remember where it was. But, um, so I joined that and it was, I started doing these sort of Thursday after school for an hour um, armor classes, I think yeah. most people do. Um, and then that that started to blossom into, you know, um, I, I gained a lot of confidence during that. I started doing, uh, also I started doing dance classes as well. And um, yeah, it, it, everything just started to snowball after all of that. Yeah, so, it, so um so before then, as you had and sort of sort of any exposure to to that, because I know you mentioned being being really shy before then and and really sort sort of introverted. So if you was that your first sort of sort of introduction to being like, oh, oh I can I can do this and sort of sort of, sort of um, open up 
in a way that I haven't really felt comfortable doing before. Yeah, I think it was. I think it, that's exactly what it was. Um, you know, I'd, I'd sort of, I'd never really been to, to theatre per se. Like, I'd done a lot of, you know, I'd seen pantomime once or twice. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, you're young, so you don't, you're not going out watching sort of no coward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, and so suddenly, you know, I was able to do things and be loud and, you know, be outlandish, be quite camp and, and sort of enjoy that um, nature. And then, yeah, once I found myself onto a stage, be that uh, acting or dancing, I was like, oh, this is comfortable. This is yeah. really I think that's a lot of people, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you must have had something very similar. Yeah, well, I think um, I think for me it was it was again it was it was an after school thing um, at, at a place called called DMV, which is now uh, an actual um, oh, drama yeah. academy. But but this was was back back when they were much younger and were just doing doing doing, doing after school classes um, and and like, yeah yeah it was totally just just going to to an acting class and and just thinking well i i really remember being um looking at uh, accents actually and just thinking oh this is fun this is this is fun i'm putting on a different voice that's so mm. not not my own and and just just being like well let's let's play around with this more and let's see where we can where we can take this because this is this is something that i really enjoy um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And I think I think moving on to to studying with with the talk of drama school. Where did you study? What did you study? And and tell us tell us about that and your your time your time doing that. Yeah, well, um, after I left uh, secondary school and part school for boys, um, where you know I did uh, my drama A level and stuff. Um, yeah. I had a year out where I did a few amateur dramatic productions and in the middle of one um, I got my acceptance letter to the Royal Central School of Collegiate Drama. Um, yeah, where I, where I did my three-year BA honours acting. Um, cool, cool. cool. literally just finished. Which, yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy time. Yeah, so, so what was what was that like? Because because I think um, every drama school is going to be slightly different. Um, people mm. listening will know that I'm I'm currently doing doing a BA in contemporary theatre at, at University of the Arts London. Um, so, awesome. yeah. so so how was what what um, seeing as as yours as your school, I I guess was more more traditional because UAL is only just starting to really become a theatre school um obviously they've had drama center now but but it seems like now they're really pushing into into making that part of their identity how um what was what was your experience like there and how and um at, at royal central and how would that um yeah being almost one of the one of the big dogs in in drama schools um that's very nicely put. Um, yeah, 
well, it, it sort of it sort of it started with moving moving to London itself, which was a huge thing. You know, I'd I'd just turned, or I was about to turn uh, nineteen, I think. Yeah. Um, and then moving away from your parents and stuff, quite a huge step. Um, and it was great. I moved into a, a student accommodation, so I had this real um, independence that I'd never really had before. It was always quite sheltered as a kid. So it was nice to suddenly be somewhere I'd never been before, really, because I never came to London, um, doing something that I really wanted to do, but knew basically nothing about. Yeah. Um, with a bunch of people that I'd never met. Yeah. And it, it goes kind of without saying that definitely the bond that you have with your classmates in a drama school is like nothing else. Yeah. Um, because you, you hear those stories of, of, of like, obviously you hear people say that, you know, drama schools, they like to break you before, um, before they try to put you back together as if it's like a, a mental thing. Yeah. But I think it happens by chance. I think like, you meet each other and you start to, through script work or through sort of techniques, you start to completely uh, share who you are, like every facet of what makes you you. Yeah. You spread that, and it becomes this really safe environment. Of, of there was eighteen of us, of like eighteen kids, but like young adults and everything. Um, really encompassing what what it means to be like. This is a family that isn't blood. Yeah, um, which is lovely, and then and, um, and everything. But don't get me wrong, you know, it, it, hell, like really yeah. hard. Um, you know, because I'd see people. Uh, putting on um, things on their like Instagram and yeah. like, oh it's a Wednesday, I missed my lecture, blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, I, I have uni from like nine to six, Monday to Friday. Yeah. I don't have, if I miss a lecture, that means I was late for my nine o'clock, that means I missed a whole day, that means tomorrow I need to learn everything and yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's like military camp. You know what oh I mean? yeah. I, um, I, when I when I was going to to drama school auditions, I, I remember going to to my audition for Mountview and, and just, just hearing that um, that that if you if you if you were were late if you're nine a.m. more than three times, you just that'd be it. You'd be off the course entirely. And and it's it's like it sounds brutal, but almost you need that because because this industry is so. Is so time driven. It's so, so driven to a schedule because, because there's there's an audience waiting, and you can't mm. you can't they can't wait they can't wait twenty minutes because you missed your train or something. <laughs> you know you're 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 bang on right. That is a lot of what happens is is you know that that first time you you're late to class and you get a bit of a speech or you know oh well what what would have happened is you've walked into set and. Uh, and they've recast you, you've wasted a bit of the sunlight, so the lighting's now all wrong, they have to change everything, you've probably screwed up their super shooting. Um, and it's a bit harsh, but it's like, yeah, yeah okay, cool, I get it, I get what this what this job requires of me now. Like, yeah. It's not just putting on the city voice that I thought it was, it's it's so much more than that. Yeah, it's, it definitely isn't just a thing of, thing, thing of, that's a shame. Try again tomorrow. It's a, mm. it's the thing of, 
this is the actual real life consequences. Yeah. Yes, you're learning, and that's that's cool and everything, but you can't be doing that when you're in the industry. Um, <clears throat> which is, yes, as you said, it it does seem it does seem harsh, but but end of the day, it's it's the industry itself is nowhere near as simple or as easy as people make it out to be. Or yeah. I, like from 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 like an external perspective, um, I you you've loads of people sort sort of saying 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 oh that's acting's that easy that's just a that 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 isn't a real job job and it's like well really if you think about it there's a lot that goes into it and it's a it the reason it looks easy is because there's so much that goes into it mm. and yeah, no. mm. I think I think that's not why I think people people see the show and think oh well, that 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 looks like like a lot of fun and it's it's probably really easy to put together when it's like when it's like no that's that's probably been about a month's rehearsal and then there's an entire tech team and the backstage crew crew and the costume crew and the set crew it's it's a lot of working pieces that are mm. that are all going together to make this one thing work so i think yeah drama school is a great place to to learn all of that um and if royal central has that has that got um the the sort of access to, to a set course and a costume course and you're seeing those other students around yes it does it's got a huge huge um, array of different classes that people can take um and and they use extremely well because we get in you know in the acting course you get in your last term of your second year is when you start to meet the costume um designers and they start to set you up because you do this thing called bridge which is about bridging you from your student self into the professional self because your third year is pretty much only productions yeah so you get your sort of costume fittings and the kind of what you, you understand like how that relationship needs to work yeah but it can't be you saying i need this i need this i need this but at the same time if they give you something and it's just not your vision they give in you learn the ability to say i love this i love this i was sort of thinking maybe maybe it's shorts or this isn't quite flowy enough for me can i have it flow more yeah which is amazing and then you know that's just in the practical side of things in the sort of more after hours of, of class and school side oh yeah to me everyone everyone that's going to this huge sort of school um all get to hang out together uh you know, you know there's an su so there's a bar where everyone can go if they want um lots of chance to just meet loads of people doing different things but in the same industry which is amazing yeah and i think i think that's what's so great about 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 a, a sort of performing arts school not just being the acting thing and dancing courses but but having all of those other aspects in it because mm. because you you sort of gives you an understanding of of like so many other sides of theatre 
and underperforming and, and so then you're not just seeing sort of so this is my script this is what I learn this is all I know instead, mm, yeah. instead it's, like, it's like, like this is the character I'm playing and this is the sort of costume they're going to wear and this is the sort of environment that's been built for the for their sort of world to be to be in um and and i think that's is almost vital nowadays or especially especially nowadays with um with so much much of of theater just sort of being being bigger and and happening so much or so, sort of happening everywhere that like you you need to be able to to like have even a basic understanding of what every side of it is so then i will i always say to people that like and and i'm sure you've heard this that like like a tech rehearsal is never a rehearsal for you you just have to stand there so like it may seem boring for you but 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 without without no rehearsals your show isn't gonna look good because it's like like it's great if you're if you're on stage and you're mark saying your lines, but but you're gonna be in darkness if it isn't for the for the tech rehearsals. You're gonna be saying those lines and no one's gonna see you. So yeah, yeah man, yeah, yeah, bang on. You're very true. Yeah. So it's just like it's just it's just like yeah, just just stick 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 through it and just maybe try and get get some understanding of of what it is they're doing on those rehearsals and what and and the same with reflect like set design or costume design so, so as you said so with 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 your vision of a costume matching what it is they're making um mm. it's a compromise rather than rather than um rather than your vision and your vision alone or their mm. vision and their vision alone because at the end of the day you're a company exactly <laughs> Everyone's working together. It's cogs in a machine, really. Except it's a really fun machine. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing because you're right in like tech rehearsals or, or dress rehearsals. You also get that chance to to sort of you're standing in your spot or whatever, but you get to sort of I don't know have that vision of oh this is like let me appreciate for a second what that light does for this scene. Yeah, and, and be able to go yeah okay I'm not being lit or this means something when it's lit over here, like what does that symbolize and, and get in their head? And that's such an amazing thing to be able to do. Yeah, entirely, entirely. So let's talk a bit, a bit about, about how how did your time at, at drama school influence your decision to, to go into the industry? Was there something you studied that maybe made you think, think, oh, this is a style of performing that I really want to do, or this is a genre that I, that I really want to do, or maybe on the contrary, this uh, this the uh, style of performing that I'm, that I'm not so keen on doing. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah talk, talk to us a bit a bit about that. Well, I mean, to to sort of page note it a little bit. I mean, I think my initial like I can tell you when I originally decided that acting was what I wanted to do as a whole. Mm. Yeah, definitely no. And it's, and it's been mentioned on this, uh, this podcast before, but working on um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. Uh, with the likes of, of Joe Costello, who you had, and um, Luke Dayhill and George White. Yeah. 
that was when it clicked in me that I was like, oh, this can be a job. Yeah. I can do the rest of my life and I'll be satisfied. That's enough. Um, which was amazing for me to finally like put my feet down on the ground and say, was there, was, was there something even more specific than just that? Was there something in maybe a rehearsal or, or like also a performance that, that just made it confirm to you? I mean, I loved working with Joe as, as a director. I thought he was amazing. And I do remember once we were working in Catford Broadway, I think, and yeah. we were sort of discussing the idea that, you know, we had the show, the show was in our hands, it was working, but it was quiet and it was a little boring. And it was like, here were people saying the lines. And it's, and it's good, but it, it, it's not life. Yeah. So we discovered characters having, because uh, you know, the whole thing set in um, a mental institute, yeah. having things that like ticks that they did. And I was working on, you know, having a constant sort of restless leg syndrome with my mm. character and having him have this really sort of rough way of looking at everything. Um, I was starting to piece things together. And then one lunch, Joe took me outside and he saw this guy on the street walking with a really funny walk and he just sort of, you know, an odd character you'd sort of want to avoid. Yeah. And just for, he said, just for a brief bit, follow him. Follow him and, because that's, that's the character, that's the guy. Yeah. And, and so what, for like five minutes or something, I didn't really know what I was doing. I followed behind this guy and watched him and, and it was, I think, in that, in the fact that it is telling the truth and it is showing people that, you know, this is a character and, and this is a style of life and this is uh, a human being. Yeah. And I, just, I was all for it. I was like, it's awesome. Such fun. Yeah. And I think that, that would have been really cool, especially seeing it. Seeing it, seeing almost a version of it in real life. So then, mm. then it's like it's like you're not just just like this is a character I'm playing with no sort of reference material. Um, you, it's like it's like okay, hey, yes, this 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 gives me a glimpse into what I can make the character like. And yeah off the page for me that's just something I've never experienced before and I, I think that's something that um, that that a great director does to his cast is he, he 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 helps them when when maybe they could be stuck but it but it may not be something that like like they realise they're stuck with um, mm. and 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 um, from working with with Joe especially he's He's always been so good at getting the best out of out of all of his all of his actors and and just, just helping them reach a new a new level that like like maybe they've been sort of sticking on the verge of but just hadn't quite got there. There is um he's always been so good good at just at just helping you just just see that thing that that thing that thing and just and just mm-hmm. be like right this way and then it all clicks into place for you yeah 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 and that, that, that was so that was my my very um early 
stages of, of, of wanting to do this, um, which only enhanced when I got to, to Central. And I was doing things like animal studies and Meisner and PEM and all these wacko techniques that I never would have thought of. Yeah. Um, and suddenly they go, well, I really like this, but this does nothing for me. This is a, like a waste of two hours a day. Yeah. Which is incredible. I mean, I found a real love for uh, this thing called Laban, Laban and his, his efforts. Yes. I, I'm i because I come from a dance background, I'm such a movement-based actor. Yeah. Um, so to work on a character and understand that on a whole, they move with a, a thrusting type nature, but their mind, their mind floats because they're they're off with the fairies, but they don't want anyone to know. Yeah. Because they're a tough man, so they've... <laughs> it's amazing. It really works for me to understand that every movement that you do in, you know, not acting, but in the real world, can be put to a label. Yeah. And that just helps you, like, be able to dissect roles. And then when you get into the room, when you get into the rehearsal on the stage or on the screen, mm. you just it all. You put your throw it all away and say if it's there it's there if it's not it was never meant to be yeah uh, which is which is just what else can you do that with what other products yeah exactly exactly it's, it's like it's not as though you can you could walk into into like like a court case and if like if like if i if i if i if i remember the facts i do if i don't they were never important it's like <laughs> yeah. mm, no no the facts are pretty important when, yeah, every, every part of this case is, is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, just like, just like, but he did kill the guy, and that's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I, I really remember whenever we looked at, at Larvin in first year, it, it, and I'm not so much from of, of like like a movement based actor, but it, it really opened up. But to, to, to me, made me just think, oh, there's. There's ways this character sort of can perform that, like, I hadn't, that I wouldn't have considered at all, and and I really feel like I take that forward into into characters that I play play now now because because it's it's just like there are so many subtle things that like that, like you didn't think could just 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 have a label, but but so easily do, and, mm. and it can help you just develop the character and the world you're creating um with with such a simple as such a, a simple sort of um free things essentially because that's that for that for all of all of Laban's efforts were when there were three simple things that would just make a combination to to just help you create create that character or that world or, or or maybe even just just the one-off situation um mm. and 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 i think um being someone who's very sort of, sort of script based and trying to re- read the subtext text and find my character that way it was it was really cool to be like well no that isn't the only way, way you can where you can make a character there's more to to making a character than that and and that that especially really just just opened opened that side up to me, which was yeah. really cool, really cool. 
So you, you've talked about about your your sort of one for over the cooking nest and how that that really clicked into place for you to being an actor. Was there was there anything um, was there anything in your studies that have that have, that have made you just decide this is a genre that I really enjoy now that I haven't enjoyed or was there a genre that like you looked at where, where you're like actually I'm not such a fan of this now after having studied it um a really really interesting question that is um I mean I've always been I've always not been a major like musical theatre fan yeah but that lies in the fact that I'm some I'm not tone deaf so no one's tone deaf but I um Definitely a more strong singer. Uh, quite quite funny you saying that when we met on a musical. <laughs> well, very good point. Very good point. <laughs> we dabble, don't we? We have to learn that we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, we've got to, as as we said earlier, got to have have an understanding and a respect for all for all areas before yeah before we can know. But yeah, go ahead, carry on. No, but like, I just remember that they gave me a bloody short, but they gave me a solo in that thing. And yeah. Was, yeah, <laughs> and it's, um, it's not as though it was one of the one of the smaller songs in the show. It's quite a big <laughs> song in the show. It was. I completely. You know what? That's a, that's a production I forget about a few times. It doesn't. It doesn't um, stick around in my mind. But I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, um, for people who don't know, we're we're referencing to to our um our house, the musical, the madness musical, um, mm. which we we did um. I'll have been 15, you'll have been, what, 17? I was about 16, 17, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so long ago now. <laughs> it's crazy to, um, think, to think that was, that of what, six years ago now? Oh, don't, please don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, it must have been about six. six yeah. Years. Uh, <laughs> anyway, to answer your question, um, yeah, I'm not too sure actually, because to say like there's genres and acting is 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 an interesting phrase, you know, because obviously you've got things like your contemporary and your Shakespeare. Mm. I love both. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really struggle with with that with not language, but Shakespeare can be difficult basically. Yeah. But I absolutely adore it, and I adore it because I adore poetic language. I love it. If you've got mm. language that sounds like everyone's in love with everything, I'm gonna yeah. it. Um, and there's so much you can do with Shakespeare, it's so much fun. Um, and then on the flip side, you've got contemporary, where you're playing characters who are dealing with recent events or like you know, social issues, um, and all these one one things. one piece that um what a contemporary piece that, that some people might cross are currently working on that I think is almost the epitome of of a contemporary piece is mm-hmm. is Sarah Kane's Cleansed um which oh, yeah. um I'm not sure how where you are with it but um but deals with with a lot of just a lot of um a lot of sort of sort of sort of it's like a very contemporary version of a Greek tragedy, I'd almost say. Oh wow. Um it's definitely one 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 worth looking up and and just 
the themes that, that it touches on and there's um a really a really sort, sort of sort of powerful and yet weird and strangely um close to home when the when the topic of the play itself isn't isn't that but um but but it's like it's like there's a character that's just known as the voices and and it's it's this this demonic almost character of torture um which which i think is really really um it's it's shakespearean in some ways but but it but like has but isn't shakespearean enough to to be like he would have ever written something like that it's, sure, sure. um but but um it's it's a really interesting piece and a def it's one that's definitely worth looking up if you're if you're not aware of it sarah kane in general is definitely worth worth mm. looking up if um because because i think she she died when she was before she before she made it to 30 and i think wrote about seven plays in that time oh, yeah. um so so it's a, it's a really interesting playwright um but yeah so i think it's it's links back to, to, to you talking about 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 um shakespeare being being difficult mm. but 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 then having this love for language and yet contemporary being almost not 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 the polar opposite but in but being so distinctly different um, yeah 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 i think what what actually to, to to pin on what you were saying there i mean i think in shakespeare everybody says what they mean but in contemporary much like in real life no one ever says what they mean everybody's yeah. behind the words they say yeah yeah i think yeah because because contemporary is so is so built on as i mentioned previously subtext and and just being like you have to find out what what they mean not by what they're saying but by sort of sort of how they're saying it and who they're mm. spending time with and and there's so much more more work you have to put into it not as an audience member not um a, not not that you don't with shakespeare but i think shakespeare's as soon as you understand the language it's quite it's quite cut and dry in a in a this is what's happening this person's angry at this one um and and we're we're going we're going here we're seeing this story happen and it's it it moves in a much more linear way um whereas whereas contemporary you're you're almost expecting the unexpected yeah, no, I, I get, I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Um, but you, something you said, um, um, I think about Hurricane did, did sort of trigger. Um, I worked briefly on a text um, called Attempts in My Life. Mm. Um, I can't remember right now. Tell who wrote it. Uh, that is something that uh, is a is a genre that I think I could say. I'd, I'd, I'd be wary of my, myself. Okay. Uh, it was very the the the, the play attempts in life is I think eighteen or nineteen scenarios, um, all lasting maybe 
from half a page to seven pages, all completely unlinked. There's nothing sort of of any relation other than the fact that they all sort of revolve around somebody called Anne or Annie. Or yeah. And I have to admit, I was so uninterested in the concept of it. It's um, it, with the right director, it was going to be an amazing sort of big piece, cars coming out of stages and all this yeah. stuff. It was bizarre. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, then this was going to be my last thing at school, and then COVID happened, and it never came to be. Yeah. So we just did text work on it, but I realised that this kind of, and I think it is maybe, maybe it is like Sarah Kane, where it's disembodied voices and really abstract. I like abstract, but when you go too far, I think I get turned off a little personally. I like real and I like fantasy. There's something about taking that abstract too far where I go, you've left me behind, I think. Yeah. But that's just a personal preference for me. Yeah, I think. No, I think I think I'm the same in the in the mm. um I think fantasy is great and and whenever you know that, that that's what you're you're stepping into, I'm all for it. And realism I'm exactly the same. But it, when when something is taken a bit too far when you don't know whether you're in real world or or not, I'm I'm sort of a bit like okay you sort of lost me here um yeah and it's 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 nothing against the writing or anything it's just personal preference and yeah and but um but say saying that i'm so so our current unit was we were given a choice to work on shakespeare as a fellow or on on sarah kane's cleansed and mm-hmm. and um and i'd chosen shakespeare as a fellow just because I think in all of the work I'm doing, I've done up until this point, they've been very contemporary. Let's let's try something a bit more traditional just to just to be able to to have done that and experience mm. that. Um and and it, I've really loved it, but I think I think I've I've found more interest in 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 Sarah Kane's work, talking to to the students and friends. Who are doing that um which is which is quite interesting how like even though i wouldn't swap course or swap or swap projects i i have a much more i feel much more open to it now now that i've sort of seen what what like my friends are doing with it and what um and sort of what exactly they're they're turning it into yeah, that's a ma- that's so cool that even though you you didn't choose it personally, you found a way in and you found an interest in it. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, and I think especially um, because because some of the people who are doing it um, from my course are are people who who are really I really like their their directing style and I really like what the sort of the sort of work. Or the the way they've they're um, they're playing with this piece and the way they're they're turning it into um, this this abstract piece, but but making the characters relatable. Um, like I'd yeah, it's it's just it it's just very cool to see to see a side of it 
that I wouldn't have, have considered had mm. I not known people who were doing it and been able to have those conversations. That's, that's, that's brilliant. That is so cool. Mm. So let's, let's bring it back to you. What what did you say motivates you to do what it is you do? What motivates you to act? And yeah. Uh, yeah, what, 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 what motivation? I mean, I think it's there, there's a big thing of if I wasn't doing this, what would I be doing? Yeah. And that is a really haunting thought. I mean, it's, you know, because of COVID, because of everything, all locked down. Mm. Um, and so there's times where, where, you know, I sit there and I think, okay, well, the industry doesn't exist right now. Yeah. What can I do? You know, obviously I can read and I can do all this, but what can I do practically? Um, and so I think, you know, oh, I could pick up some old things I used to do. You know, I used to be big on, on computer programming and coding. Yeah. But I always just circle back to, I could go and work on a script and write something. I can write something and then film it and then start it. And, and, and there I'm gone. Yeah. And I'm, I'm back into, oh yeah, there's nothing else. This is it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's the same with, with you know, I then t- turn on YouTube and I see people doing short films. And obviously I found that you're doing this. And I'm like, this is awesome. Somebody's doing more creative stuff. Right? Yeah. That's what pushes me. When I see somebody else is doing it, I'm like, well, why can't I? Let's yeah. Do this. Well, that, that that was a big thing for for me starting this was, was sort of being like, well, I can't be creative at the minute because that's not that's not an option for me right now because of, because of COVID. But um, but but let and and talking to loads of people and and them being feeling so sort of so down because there was there was this lack of creativity and um i was sort of thinking why don't why don't i try and because i wanted to start a podcast for ages but i thought i sort of thought why don't why doesn't that be it why doesn't why doesn't it be having those conversations with 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 those creators to 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 let them also to give give myself them and and anyone who listens a chance to to sort of feel as though they're still in that that, that creative world, even though mm. it feels so so bleak and quiet at the minute. Um, so so mm, I think yeah, that's so cool. It's so cool. I think that's what what um, that's what sort of sort of drove me to be like, right, let's let's do it and let's let's just see see where 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 it takes you. Um, and I think it was it was really cool whenever. Never you you message because we we haven't spoken since since school just because mm-hmm. it's different di, di, it was different di, different year groups and you were still there whenever whenever I wasn't and so we just sort of drifted but it was really cool but whenever you messaged and we're like I just found this it's really cool um and 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 it's it it was just it was, in my in my head I was immediately like all the people who, who who I haven't spoken to to to, to phrases found this sort of sort of off their own back or or like or like from someone else and mm. and and it's it's really cool to see just how because people always say it's a, say the creative industry is is a small industry and everyone knows someone who knows someone so um and it's it that that just proved it to me just being like well 
yeah, it's it's what two degrees of separation or whatever, um, seven degrees of separation, mm-hmm. and and um, yeah, I just, uh, just just for me, who, how did you, how did you find find this podcast? Who? Uh, how did I find it? I think I first heard of it because you had Chloe Thorne on. Yes. Um, on occasion, she sends me scripts to to look at and work on. Um, and I think maybe like it was the back of my mind and then it must have I don't know how it must have popped up on something because then I you you had uh, Luke and Luke Hill and that on and I was like oh and then I started to listen and I was like oh wow there's loads of these and that's yeah. it yeah like well, I, th- I think um, yeah because there was there's Chloe on, on the second season and then and then and then a few episodes later, um, I had Joe on. So, so it was, um, there were because I, I remember you you saying it's it's so cool, cool, cool hearing hearing familiar voices and mm. and and um, it was it was just it was that that was just like that's just like um, creators that I that I I work that I've I talked to. To regularly still still now now are are, are clearly sort of spreading spreading that word and reaching out to other crazies who are who are gonna hopefully then reach out to other crazies and other crazies and so on and so forth and um I I've got no clue clue where this is how <laughs> how um how how far of a reach this is going to go to to make it to but uh, but um. But, but my my sort of thinking is, while I'm still enjoying it, why would I stop? So yeah, yeah, well, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it just starts to stretch itself further out. Maybe that's amazing. Yeah. So so speaking of of people like 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 Chloe and Joe and and George and Luke, let's mm. let's talk about who who inspires you. Whether they're people who you who who you have worked with, who you haven't people you know people you don't who who inspires you who inspires me is that is such a question um so before you know so let's talk about the sort of the celebrities and the whatnot yes um you know training where like like andrew garfield who i have now become like a mega fan of yeah um i'm upset you know i have you just speaking of, of Andrew Garfield briefly? Have you? He was in Angels in America in in the National. Have you? Um, have you listened? Did you see that, or have you? Have you? Because I I found that there was that there was um, there's a podcast the National Theatre to do where they have like like hour long conversations about about the plays they've they had on or have got on with some of the actors. And mm. it was really interesting hearing in a conversation with him about that place. So I just wanted to know about your knowledge of him and that. I uh, I didn't I didn't know that podcast existed, but I have seen the production. Yeah. Did you? I, mm. Yeah. Well, well, I've saw I've seen the um, the recorded version. I think yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was an incredible, incredible piece. Um. Oh, I mean, it always is, but his his performance is, is outstanding. Yeah. But the whole ensemble is brilliant, really. Yeah, and it's 
it's not like it's an easy piece to take on. Not like it's an easy play to tackle. It mm. takes mm. it out of you massively, mm. not I only mean, physically, but mentally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to, to think it's a play that, that is two plays, Yeah. one itself is a mammoth of, of the social issue of the time. Yeah. And a two goes balls to the wall. You've got angels and all these weird sort of psychic things going on. It's really madness. So I don't know how any of them managed to, to, to do it all. Brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was quite funny. If you should, I'll send you a link to that, to that podcast, but, but it's. It's quite funny because they, um, he talks about about like just one of one of the one of his one of his co-stars essentially turned his turned his his sort of his dressing room into a sort of meditation place because he sort of needed it between shows and and and, and it's it's just like it's incredible that like the the piece has that much power that, that, that like it does that to. To not only the audience but the performers as well. Mm, big time, big time, and it's, it's yeah, it's a man of show, so I'm not too, not too surprised. Let's mm. let's go back to your to your inspirations then. Sure. Um, so yeah, stuff like that is you know celebrities of the kind, um, uh, but then also like smaller scale celebrities. I'm a huge fan of the YouTuber um, Jack Howard. Oh, I love Jack Howard. Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page. He's. Uh, I love his because uh, I'm a huge film fanatic. Um, mm. Behind me, you can actually see my my camera and my lenses and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, mics and whatnot. <laughs> um, which is amazing. I mean, a couple of days ago, I was. You know, we did a a lockdown. You know, I lived with two other actors. Mm. We, we put on a, a a sort of we shot a film or we shot a short section of the film. Yeah. Um, which I literally, before you called me, I was um, editing. Um, <laughs> uh, which, which was so much fun, and I love doing that. So, so someone like Jack, who shares this passion for uh, for films and, and decoding what's going on and sort of talking about these things, huge. Whenever there's any video, I'm like, oh man, I'm pumped. Yeah. Let me do something. Now. Yeah, it's just, just like, like, all right, stop, stop what I'm doing. Let's listen to this because, because he's. He's sort of the way he breaks down films and really, really just just talks about about like like how how our every aspect has has really come together to create this um, this piece. Really, just just shows again how much goes into making anything. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. So, so um, I'm really motivated by that and um i mean other sort of you know the, the people you work with your friends mm. your friend, a, a huge um sort of motivators and inspirators um you know the, the guys I, I live with uh Eamon and flynn and christina and um and also the, the likes of people i studied with tasha lynn and uh hannah walker Maddie stone and james Grout, all these people who Every day I've now seen push themselves and I've now seen them do things. I just think, yeah, too right. Yeah. You just do the stuff. So it's yeah. just. <laughs> and it's, it's so cool that, that, um, that a lot of the people who inspire you are those who are, who are around you and, mm. and, and uh, 
um i think i think a lot of people need that need people people around them on a day-to-day basis to be the ones who who inspire them because because otherwise you're you're gonna really struggle if you're sort of relying on on sort of sort of andrew garfield or jack coward as, as amazing as they are they you can't you can't you can't just just shoot them a text or something you can't yeah um and and andrew garfield's in one or two films a year jack jack howard brings out brings out a, a video or a film maybe a few times a year as well um mm. it's it i think it's it's so it's so much so much more um sort of prevalent to have to have those people you you see on a day-to-day basis um having an impact on on how you work and 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 how you take things on yeah not completely i mean as you're right andrew Garfield is not likely to answer my text but, <laughs> no matter how many times you text him yeah and i keep texting him bloody hell i mean uh, i mean i i had a message from him yesterday he told me to tell you to stop Oh, okay. Well, fair play. Fair play. <laughs> um, no, no, you're, you're bang on. I mean, we are, um, as a species, it's a bit meta here. Yeah. We are species, you know, very tribal and we're, we're pack animals. And, hmm. um, you know, because of the isolation of lockdown, we've sort of started to fall into that, that uh, mindset of, you know, I'm just going to work on my own and, and, you know, grind and I'll, I'll get everything I want. But actually, I don't think that's the right way for people. I think we should be a unit. I think, you know, maybe you don't need every friend in the world, but, but uh, the close friends are vitally important to, to people for sustainable living. I mean, for your happiness, for your well-being, mental state, all these things. Um, it's great to have motivated and inspirators. All around you, all the time, and it's 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 great that you know that that is my my best friends. It's it's awesome for me. Yeah, and I think that is, as as we said, so keen, especially having people in the same industry as you. I think whenever whenever creativity is so is so few and far between at the minute, um, mm-hmm. having people with the same goal as you is is really it's really powerful and really important to have people who who want who want to be back doing the same thing as you're doing or or want to be back doing the same thing as you want to be back doing um so let's let's look into the future then where do you want to be in five years time so in 2026 where would you like to be um i mean i want to be working and I want to be doing um, something in you know because I've only just graduated and I've graduated into what has been a very difficult year yeah um, yeah so, to say the least anyway <laughs> oh mate yeah so you're, you're, yeah at least you understand um, so it, it is very fictional and I think it always is when it's this industry to say you know I want to be preferably actually I want to be doing something on the screen yeah Think that's kind of always sort of where I've been heading um, because I have a passion for every aspect of that world. Mm. Uh, you know, I know the 
the screenwriters and the directors that I desperately want to work with. I know the uh, the fellow actors who I want to work with. Um, you know, but nobody knows where they're going to be. You know, a recurring yeah. character in a in a in a show, amazing. Uh, a couple of films, awesome. It's never going to happen. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to think that's that that's ahead of me. And, uh, but in the same vein, I mean, theatre is amazing. There's no other feeling like it. So yeah, something like that. When I'm how old will I be? What twenty-eight? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah that's, cool. Yes, I think. So let's let's look further on then. So say saying in ten years you've in a in an ideal world you've done you've done a few films and you've been performing again. Um what's what's the plan beyond then when you'd be what thirty-four by that stage? Yeah, well it was it was funny because when you sent me you know you sort of preempted these questions and I sort of got a look at them and I read this one wrong funny yeah. enough I read it as um, where do you see yourself in 10 years I read it as something along the lines of like what do you see yourself as in 10 years yeah um, and I couldn't help my brain but just jump to happy yeah I don't care what I'm doing you know I don't honestly as much as acting is a huge goal of mine think and, I, and I, I'm really sort of struggling with this at the moment of like what means more to me but family and like starting my own and, and a wife and kids and things um, is equal if not more important to me um, yeah so in 10 years time you know when I'm in my 30s I literally don't mind what I'm doing as long as I'm you know very happy with everything that's around me. Um, be that the family, be that friends, be that the arts. Yeah. Because I something happens along the way, this never works out, and I do something that I never thought I would be doing. You know, I'm teaching or I'm working with computers because I love them. Um, yeah. As long as I'm, you know, I can still go in and see a film. I can still yeah. go to the play. You know. Um, so, yeah, I think weirdly enough, I don't know if you can anybody be as possibly vague as this, but I don't mind what I'm doing as long as it's somewhere in here, you know, in, in, in my body, in my soul. I'm very content. I'm very happy. Yeah, I think I think that's 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 what quite a few people have said. Actually, said oh, there we go. Amazing. They just they just wanted happiness, whether that's 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 in the arts or not. I'd mm. um they they've all would have been many who've been like for many arts that's great but 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 as long as i'm as long as i'm, as I'm happy and content then then like all is good and i think i think that's 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 really sort of really key to to everyone no matter what industry you're you're in currently it's as long as you're as you're like like, like happy and and at peace with what of what it is you're doing then then that's that's all we really can ask for. Yeah, quite right here. So, on on the same line, what would you define as success? What is success to you? Success to me, I think, lies in who's around me, who and mm. what is. Around me. Um, I think it lies very much in 
what I give people when I walk in a room. Yeah. You know, if I'm, you know, not to sound egocentric or anything like that, but if I'm walking in a room and, and I can see people go, ah, oh, the, the creatives here, or, you know, the, oh, we're, okay, we're going to have some fun now, or, you know, oh, there's our really comforting friend, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think that's success when everyone around you is very sort of, I'm just happy to be there, but just because that sounds really sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it lies in other people as, as much as it lies in myself, you know. Working constantly, that's success. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, and I, I love that. But I think for me, it lies somewhere in, because I'm such a people pleaser, um, it lies somewhere in being able to bring the joy I feel yeah. from my work to other people yeah yeah I think success is success success is making that short film showing it to your mum and she go inside she's thinking it's not very good but outside she goes it's wonderful I love it that's success yeah yeah like that's that's all I want you know I prefer her not to lie but uh, yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah yeah. it's it's just it's just lifting you as long as um the people around you sort of to value you then hmm. then that's it that's yeah it's only, obviously my own value of myself yeah. you know major importance but yeah for me i think it does lie in i'm, I'm a big pack person i think yeah. yeah so let's what would you say is your biggest achievement so far then oh my gosh um my biggest achievement in in the creative aspect yeah so. yeah yeah um, I suppose up there, you know, big contenders are things like getting into the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama is a huge one. Yeah. I think also something like, you know, in in the last year of, of Langley, uh, being able to put on Macbeth and, and be the, the titular role was a huge thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, during my time at, at drama school, I think I definitely have, and I, I actually think it's probably going to lie somewhere in the smaller things that just meant more. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had um, a moment with a, before, before I did my big showcase, and I was really lucky that in my final year, we did showcase before um, COVID happened. Yeah. And uh, we were in the Royal Court Theatre of all places, and it was fantastic. And one of my, I mean, one of my teachers, my lecturers, who I hold really dear to my heart, um, yeah. went around and sort of gave everybody a bit of a pet, but um, sort of like gave them information about what we as performers love about them as a performer. And it was amazing to, to hear all these wonderful things. But when it got around to me, she said that. She loves everybody. I'm sorry. She says everybody loves watching yeah. certain things that I do. But what is always enjoyable is that no matter what, I can sit in a space. Yeah. And I can sit and I can stand and I take up the most bizarre position. You know, I'll sit in a chair and I'll be one leg crossed over the other and an arm crossed over that leg and one arm over my head. Yeah. And I don't understand why anybody would sit like that. 
But watching me, she says, you know, we can all go, oh, I, I understand what's going on in that character's head. I get it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to hear that, and I was like, oh God, these things that, that don't even come into my head, and it's just a natural part of who I am, is an enjoyable thing to watch. Yeah. And I think thereby decoding what I'm saying there is knowing that the things that I don't think about have a big on my work. Yeah. Is probably one of the greatest achievements is knowing that, you know, naturally there's something there, which is brilliant. Yeah. Which is I think what what like all creators want is is to know that that, that it's not as much work as if we do put in. There mm. is a natural sort of sort of inkling in there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah and that that brings us nicely on to to what what is next in your career. Have you got any projects you're currently working on? That, yeah, yeah. Obviously that you that you can talk about because there's <laughs> so many that are that are so many times when, when, when you go to ask someone that it's like yes but I can't say anything. <laughs> bring it up because it's still a bit ugh. um yeah 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 no i understand no I, I do i do we've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline at the moment actually which is cool um as i said i just sort of finished filming something a couple of days ago mm. really small scale um you know it's literally a three-person shooting um editing ourselves everything sort of because that's all we can do at the moment it's sort of yeah work, if you want to be safe um and, and we have plans to do a lot of stuff like that. You know, we've got a lot of scenes that we're shooting um, to work as like showroom material and just to put things out there and say, look, here we are, here's, here's me. Um, you know, working on, I, I personally am working on finding a nice balance between poetry and monologue. Yeah. To understand what I mean there is I love, you know, to think of La La Land, where you're like the film and you're like well this isn't real this isn't real life yeah when, I, when they just start dancing you know yeah. they, when suddenly they're in that uh, they're in they're in the space um oh i can't remember the word is you know what i mean and suddenly they, they start thing and you're like oh it's not real but it is real it's just poetic it's a metaphor yeah. but it's great um so i'm working on stuff like that and then we're going to shoot it and we're going to just play around with things um, yeah because there's nothing else we could be doing. Um, yeah, but that, you know I mean? that's quite that's quite funny coming from someone who's who is. Who's, I know the contradictory. Yeah, yeah, about about musical theatre. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that's it's great if you found a way where you can where you have that enjoyment in the in um in that in that side of performing. Um, mm. it's awesome to be like yeah yeah this this isn't a, a sort of area that I would go for but 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 this bit of it I really enjoy yeah like I'm just dipping my toes in I, I know that I, I used to be quite a, a stern fist when it came to um, musical theatre and trust me my my training has really hammered that out of me uh, yeah by my own accord, by my own being like, actually, I don't know what I'm, why have I got to habitually dislike this thing? I don't have to, why am I? So, you know, I, to say that I'd never diss 
musical theatre isn't true because because I have I have in the past but I won't going forward you know I never would going forward because yeah it's a different playing field one's hockey one's baseball they're different sports yeah once I realised that I was like oh hockey yeah that's great I just didn't understand that it was different to what I'm doing yeah 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 and I think that's that's almost a common misconception with it is is that is that people people who are like straight actors um like would would easily fall into to, to the trap of thinking well that's that's not not to the same level as this and it's like well it is it's just it's just it's just because you don't understand it because you've not done it you don't have the same you don't you don't have the same respect for it and yeah and 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 nothing wrong with that it's just it's just making sure you you have that understanding and i like these are two different things which which require two different skill sets yeah 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 i mean if i can slightly tangent here i remember when i watched hamilton on disney plus yeah um, and i got to the interval and i paused it and i went downstairs to go and get a drink or something like that and i, I saw um one of my uh, housemates and I was, I turned to them and I'm in, I'm in a furious mood. I am really, really annoyed. And they were like, why, why? I said, oh, I'm watching Hamilton. She's like, oh, you don't like it? I went, no, I love it. Yeah. Uh, every other musical has been rubbish compared to this. Why aren't musicals like this? This is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> and that's what it was for me. I was just like, I just, maybe I just have a specific taste or maybe I want huge dance numbers and slightly more poetic language. I don't know, but. Yeah, but I think, I think also because that's set in realism real events yeah and, um even though even though the way it's shown isn't isn't how it how it, it would have happened at all um it, it gives you that sense of oh i can relate to this or i can or, or like oh i can see this mm. in a way that um like other musical musical wouldn't have for you before yeah, no, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And after that, I saw, um, or maybe it wasn't after, maybe it was before, but I, I then saw, you know, Urinetown uh, was put on yeah. as Central. And I was like, I just want to get up and join in. This looks yeah. like so fun. I love it. So I've definitely changed, and it's great to say that I, I can say that I've changed my opinion on this. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> so as, as we're finishing, have you got anything to plug? Where can people find you where can they keep up to date with, with what with what you're doing um my main uh, my main social media is my instagram i don't touch facebook i sort of despise the damn thing um <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just the, my, the old folk in me um, <laughs> so i think my instagram handle is like sb because i'm an idiot um yeah probably where my uh, you can find most things about me obviously you know, if you want to keep up with me sort of more professionally, there's my spotlight. But um, anything I want to specifically plug? No, I don't really have any. You know, maybe keep an eye out for anything that I might be producing in the future. Yeah. Uh, and, and by that, I mean like the very near future. Yeah. Um, but mainly because I knew this was coming, I actually wanted to to thank you, Caleb himself, for doing this putting this on and also thank you the listener for listening to this and for listening to all the other episodes and to 
So everything else that you're doing, because you're supporting um, a really troubling time for Caleb right now. And I think it's amazing that, that Caleb has managed to do this and that it's, you know, it's got listeners. And that, I just think that's so cool. In your busy time, you're spending some time doing this. So thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. And I think <laughs> this industry needs all the help it can get at the minute, especially if yeah. um, we're coming out with this and we're sort of trying to find our feet again um <laughs> but um it's been amazing having you on and and that um that also wraps up season three so so i'm sure i'm sure everyone's really enjoyed listening and do do as simon said go back and listen to, to the other episodes there's not only on this season there's two seasons before this one and and yeah um until next time i'll see you later Cheers, man. So you've just listened to Simon's episode of the podcast. It's really cool how he very much seems to have to have taken a lot of information and a lot of the subtleties um, through his time studying and taking that into the industry, especially mentions to, to love and efforts and um, mentioned towards the end of the podcast with noticing how he sits and how that's just how the character would do it rather than being conscious thing that he's thinking about which is awesome um and unfortunately that wraps up this week for the crazy space podcast and you won't be able to join me next week because the season's ended um but but you've got a short wait until September and then there will be a whole new season a whole new set of guests a whole new set of conversations for you don't forget you can follow me on Instagram at cdundeeactor to keep up to date with all things creative space until next time keep creating